What is up, dear listener? Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute, absolute favorite podcast about movie news, tech news, TV news, industry news, 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 news. News, yeah. Yes. News. Uh, as always, we are your hosts. My name is Willis. And my name is Josh. And yeah, so here we go. We're into episode 31 here. Um, yeah. It's pretty pretty good. Pretty wild. The 30s, uh, man. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Well, you can talk. Um, so let's uh, let's start out here, Joshua. What do you got for content that you consumed this past week? Oh, righty. So content wise, uh, I got a couple things here. The first one, so our Spotify Wrapped uh, playlists came out last week. Indeed. So in honor of that, I'm gonna shout out. Uh, one artist that I didn't realize I was listening to quite as much, and that's Hans Zimmer. I was crushing mm. the Interstellar soundtrack, apparently, a lot <laughs> last year nice. or this past year. Um, and, you know, I, I think Hans Zimmer gets a little flack these days just because he, people kind of think of him as a one-trick pony when it comes to scoring, yeah. which I think is kind of absurd. Um, although I will say Dune's score really didn't do all all that much for me, but that's neither here nor there. Didn't Dune that much? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, the score for Interstellar is straight up one of my favorites of all time. It's damn near perf- like perfect, in my opinion. Um, and it's good to just throw on when you're doing some work, you know? It's yeah. good good background music. Focus music. Exactly. Um, so that's the first piece of content. The second is going to be uh, a movie that I watched yesterday because somebody brought up the final 10 minutes and I had to watch it, and that's 8 Mile. <laughs> um Nice. Dude, I love this movie so much. And I know people hate it for one reason or another, but I'm like, I just, everything about it, me being an Eminem fan, me just loving films where, you know, artists kind of show off what they're given. Like, I love the Step Up movies for that same reason. I'm just like, I just like Mm -hmm. when you get to see artists do what they can do and and actually go for it. Um, And obviously the last 15 minutes of 8 Mile is just so hype, you can't even believe it. Um, (laughs) So, yes, that's my second piece. And that's on HBO Max. That's one of those... I haven't watched that movie in probably 10 years, and I yeah. like, still know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yes, the hype yeah. is so real. Um, so yeah, those are my two pieces of content. What do you got nice. this week, Willis? Uh, so I got two. Um, the first I'm going to start with uh, that we're into December now, uh, and the other day I watched one of my absolute favorite Christmas movies of all time, and that is uh, Jingle All the Way. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Hell yes. Absolute classic and ode oh to capitalism God. and terrible fatherhood. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely crazy. It's very weird to watch because in the past I've thought about it. I'm like, oh yeah, like Turbo Man and all that is a like a, a Power Rangers kind of knockoff or something like that. Like the villains are similar. Yeah. But like watching it the other day, I'm like, oh no, it's Iron Man. It's straight ah. up red and gold flying around with his jetpack. It's Iron Man. It's 100% oh, Iron Man. Um so that was uh, I guess that's my my content of uh this week of the revelation that Turbo Man is literally just Iron Man. That's awesome. Um, with a boomerang. <laughs> um so I watched that the other day which is always always great. Uh oh, yeah. and then the the second piece I have um is a show I've been slowly working through um 
on Hulu, and that is Hitmonkey, um, mm. which is a Marvel series. It's an animated show um, about a assassin monkey. Of course. Um, and it, it's it's in that same vein as like Modoc of like, here's absurdist animation from Disney that we're going to put out on Hulu. Yep. It's all in like an anime style. It's uh, starring Jason Sudeikis, not as the monkey, but as the ghost that follows the monkey around. Um, of course. I don't think that's spoilers, but uh, yeah. like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just absolute absurdist. And it's like this monkey trying to get vengeance um, for his family. It's the funniest like and tarantino-esque violence as well it's it's very uh okay it's very not okay for disney plus but i'm gonna say not um, a kid's show okay (laughs) yeah i think i'm like three or four episodes in and it's hilarious and like hilarious is not the word because it's not like a comedy but it's Mm. absurdist and fantastic so okay so hit monkey all right hit monkey and jingle all the way hells yes we're going absurdist here it's been a wild week um (laughs) So let's start, let's uh, take a turn here and let's start looking at what we're going to talk about this week. Mm. Uh, we got a few things coming at you. The first thing we're going to talk about Hawkeye, the series on Disney Plus, uh, and it's kind of fantastic representation of uh, the the deaf and hard of hearing community um, yeah. and what that means and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Um, after that, we're going to dive into a topic that we've talked about a few times on on this pod, um, but bears revisiting of will movie theaters ever really return? Are they coming back? Like, is there going to be a resurgence of this? Um, I think that was one of the first topics we ever talked about on this podcast. And that was, you know, eight months ago and things are shifting, not shifting. It won't, we'll debate about it. Things. Yeah. (laughs) Things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, third, we're going to do what we do every few episodes on this show and just uh, go on a a trailer extravaganza. Um, We got some great new trailers this past week um, that are worth examining and uh, getting hyped about. So 100%. Yes, so we got some good stuff coming at you, uh, and let's get to it. All right, so Hawkeye. Have you been watching Hawkeye, Jeff? Jeff? Josh? Jeff. Interesting. Okay. All, All right. right. There we Who's go. Jeff? Um, <laughs> I uh, I have been watching Hawkeye. Um, it's been one of the Marvel shows that I've actually wasn't as hyped about, but having seen you know the the past three episodes, I'm yeah. enjoying this a lot more than I did say like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just yeah. because of I think the the dynamic that both Renner and Steinfeld have together. It's really, really awesome. Um, but yeah, I assume you've been watching it as well. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those, uh, like, not anywhere near on the same level as, like, Loki or WandaVision, where it was like, okay, it's, like, Friday. Like, yeah. we have to watch this right now. Right, turn it um, on now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even 100% sure what day it comes out on. I'm just like, oh, there's a new episode of Hawkeye. But I believe it's Wednesday. Cool. That sounds right to me. <laughs> that sounds pop. Yeah, that's that tracks. But yeah, I mean, this past episode particularly has been, we, we got introduced to the character of Echo, mm-hmm. um, who is a, a completely deaf person and played by yeah. a deaf actress. And that's pretty awesome. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. And I've seen like 
honestly, the past five years, this has been something that I've been conscious has been happening to especially studio films that maybe mm-hmm. are featuring a deaf person but might not have someone portraying it. Like, they are using deaf actors for these, which are yeah. great. A Quiet Place, I believe, was one of the first to really do that. Eternals yeah. also did it, um, and I'm sure there's plenty others that have done that as well, versus, you know, there's some... I'm trying to think of, like, a really good, like, uh, performance by someone who's not deaf who plays someone who's deaf. I mean, like, oh, Sound of Metal. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Go. Yeah, he, which is a great performance, but, but it's nice to see, well, not just these people being represented, but also having actors who can accurately portray them because they, yeah. they live that type of life. It's just, it's reassuring to see, and it's nice for inclusion, for representation. Um, but it's weird to me, not weird, but it's interesting to me because, like, disabled or what's the correct terminology? Like, like, uh, I don't even know other like, in terms of, I like mean, someone, I guess it, it depends on the disability. Sure. Um, but it's just like, when we talk about characters who are disabled, oftentimes they're like, we talk about with races and stuff. They're there for a reason. Like there's a token sure. reason why we have someone who's mm-hmm. either, you know, paralyzed or some, something or else. It's uh, like almost story motivated kind of thing. Exactly, which obviously shouldn't be the case because people are just people and they should be represented regardless of if it's pushing the story for it. I think one of the yeah. first characters I remember it just being a character was um, R.J. Mitty's character on, on Breaking Bad. He had cerebral palsy for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's not like there's a reason for it. There's not like, okay, this is going to be the reasoning yeah. here. It's just he is. This is how he is. Um, and the... I don't even know how to phrase this, but basically the fact that sometimes they can be villainized, especially when you're come in terms of like big franchise stuff. Yeah. That was interesting to me, especially in terms of James Bond. I think we talked about this a little tiny bit of that being super problematic because James Bond villains tend to in one way or another have some sort of either disability or yeah. disfigurement or something like that. And I think seeing this type of thing where it's like, no, he- these are heroes now. I think that's yeah. such a great 180 from what they were doing. Um, and even you know characters like Darth Vader, I'm like, yeah, I get it. But also like he is like a quadriplegic and he also has all of these issues. You know, there's a whole thing and that's why he's angry a lot because he's in pain. Yeah. Um, so it's just an it's just interesting to me, um, like what's happening these days with that stuff, and I think it's really good, especially with Hawkeye. Yeah. I mean, like they made it very blatant in the last episode. Yeah, like so much well, of the like I can't hear what you're saying, like you know stuff like that. And it's a it's a wonderful thing too because in the comic series that this Hawkeye series is loosely based off of, yeah. uh, that's one of the things is that Hawkeye has like a hearing aid that like you know, malfunctions and he has to get fixed and, you know, causes issues in his life. And so there's like good on Disney for actually allowing one of their, well, I don't want to say tent pole, but one of their like original five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. an OG Avenger. Um, mm-hmm. Having one of them be represented with like a, you know, as a part of the um, deaf community, like, yeah is great and they do it well too like i feel like there's nuances to it that's not just like oh i can't i can't hear you like just pointing at his ear being like i can't you know kind of gimmicky like there's Mm -hmm. real moments attached to it like the the conversation that he has with his son 
uh, yeah. that's like done through like paper that um, Kate Bishop is like writing on and all that. Like there, yeah. it's like, it's not just a character detail. It's something that they're writing into the actual storylines and like developing character depth and things like that. So yeah. I think it's pretty dope. Um, yeah. I'm really excited that already we're getting an echo show. Yeah. So that's, we just met her in this past episode. Yeah. Um, so I guess spoilers. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like been a week, so it's a uh, fucking, yeah, it's a Marvel yeah. show. Come on guys. <laughs> and she's already established for having her own series coming up. Uh, yeah. I think in a couple years. Yeah. That was announced like forever ago too. <laughs> that I, th- and I think that was announced with like very little like pomp around it. And that everyone just kind of went, what the hell is echo? Like, I think I was in that vein. I was like, okay. are we sure? <laughs> I don't recognize this logo. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's cool. I mean, it, it opens up a whole new, um, like if you have a, a it, it's not even just like a partial hearing loss main character and a deaf peripheral character. Like it's like the main, main mm-hmm. character is going to, it's like, this is just how she enters the world. Um, yeah. Which is going to be dope. Yeah. And it's important too because they show uh, spoiler alert, I guess. But the actually, I want to ask you about this. Do you like how they uh, wrapped in, like, kind of wrapped in the fact that Hawkeye is like partially deaf now, with the fact that it's just all of the years of being around loud noises, like just having that ha- kind of yeah, be the I thing. buy that because I'm pretty sure <laughs> I was okay that's with that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, oh look, they're like legit. The thing is, it's like oh look, he's human. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, an argument you could make against the Black Widow movie of just like, yeah, mm. okay, she's like flying and flipping yeah. and all this. Like, <laughs> she pretty much is a superhero, but not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like no powers that are explicitly laid out, but like basically but superpower. But yeah, <laughs> um, here's Steve like Rogers. mortality and injury, and you know, um, yeah. Well, and the whole family dynamic too. Like you, they sometimes go into it a little tiny bit with with Marvel, yeah. but really Hawkeye's character was kind of the only one where we get a sense. Obviously, like uh, Tony and Pepper and stuff like that, but like he was kind of the only character where you knew that he had something else to go back to. Like you, you know, yeah. Steve's backstory, you know, um, Bruce's backstory, and everyone's kind of alone. Hawkeye. Yeah. Even, you know, uh, Black Widow to some extent, but like Hawkeye was the character where you're like, oh no, he's got something to lose here. <laughs> Arguably <laughs> like, he had just... the most to lose. Yeah, exactly. He had the most to lose. And I think them playing into that, which, you know, the family aspect of the show is a little interesting, but I think them playing into that is is really smart because it humanize it brings everything to a level that people can truly understand, which yeah. they need for this type of hero, this type of character. Cause I don't think yeah. Hawkeye is anybody's like, Oh my God, like I'm going to see Endgame cause Hawkeye's in it. Like, yeah. I think, you know, he was one of those periphery char- peripheral characters um, that needed something like this. And I think it's, it's genius the way they're doing it. It's, and it's just, it's great. I- I'm enjoying it like heavily. <laughs> it is weird. I think it's only a six episode series. That would make so sense. we're like halfway through to which I'm like, okay, I guess he's just got to deal with everything before Christmas. Apparently. And it's like real time. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, sure. Yeah, Very interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I like, I wouldn't be surprised if a Hawkeye season two comes through. Uh, do you think Renner would come back though? I think he's done, man. 
You think he's done with Hawkeye? I, I think he's done with the like the MCU. Yeah. Because he kind of already said that. He was like, prior to even Endgame, he's like, listen, if I'm not allowed to go see my kids every weekend, like cause this is when he had kids, he was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to be in them. So you're going to work the schedule so that I can fucking go yeah. see my children every weekend. And that's just the yeah. way it's going to be. And, I, and so I think he's like, eh, like this is fine. Like a six episode show. Okay, sure. But I don't know if he's going to want to do any of these. I don't know. It's who knows. I'm not, I don't want to speak for him. See, now you've just got me <laughs> thinking about like the schedule and like how much screen time Jeremy Renner actually has in this show. And like all this. And I'm like, it's not nothing, but it's not, it's not everything. I mean, they spent like the first full episode. She's, he was in like five minutes of the first episode. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting too deep into it, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you know what else we tend to get too deep into? Uh, when we're going to go back to the theaters, man. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, already been back, but when is, well, when yeah. is, when society? When is, yes, we, the, the royal we. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. You want to set us up and, and tell us what's sort of leading us to this conversation here? Uh, Sure. Well, so pretty much, well, we've, we've kind of been having this conversation on and off pod, but the movie industry is in some dire straits these days and nobody really understands what to do, which makes perfect sense. Lots of crazy things have been happening that have shaken the industry up over the past year and a half, two years now. And there's kind of this ongoing debate as to whether like multiplex theaters themselves are actually going to remain standing. Cause I'm thinking like AMCs and stuff like those are huge. Like those are, those require hundreds of people to run. And I don't know, you know how much it costs to get movies in theaters or whatever but it's like they're not cheap things to uphold yeah there's a a very (laughs) stringent uh bookkeeping to be had for sure exactly and that's amc and that's not like the you know your local you know multiplex with seven screens or whatever this is a big huge corporation yeah. yeah or three yeah so there's gonna have to be something major or something major is going to have to happen for the majority of people to leave their couches and go back in, especially with the paywall of $7 minimum. I'm $7 because yeah. that's what it was way back in the day, but like 7 to $12 <laughs> and more if you're going to see yeah. 3D, more if you're going to see IMAX, plus snacks. I feel like you're pretty safe around 13 to 15 these days. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, Plus snacks, yeah. Plus snacks, which is, dude... I, Thank God I have the AMC thing because I get points. But like if I was, sometimes I buy like a water and a small popcorn and they're like, okay, 25. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. Oh dear yeah, God. No, I mean, what dude, I it, it, well, it's, it's one of those when I go to the theater, I'm like, well, I'm in the theater. Like I'm getting popcorn and I'm getting right. a soda. Like I'm not. That's how they get you. Like I never fell victim to the like, oh yeah, I need hot dogs and like nachos and like no, all no, this no, kind no. of stuff. No, that's not but movie like, I'm like, stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not sitting down without a box of popcorn. Yeah. Bag yeah. of popcorn. Sure. Box bag. Some popcorn. Um, Yeah. Bucket. Yeah. And like, yeah. And that's, you know, is, you know, they put those deals up there. They're like, oh yeah. Like large soda, large popcorn for $37. And you're like, Like, oh, okay. Okay. It is the same amount of soda as a 12 pack. So, but (laughs) let's, let's bring it back. Um, so the, the key thing that's sort of tipping us off here being that this past weekend, like in total, this past like Thanksgiving weekend, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, or the week after Thanksgiving is what we're, what we're yeah, at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the entire 
weekend pulled in something like $51 million, like total. Yeah. Like across the United States for X number, however many movies, um, with the lead being Disney's Encanto. Yes. Encanto. Encanto. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I think. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I want to say it differently, but I don't know how else. Um, But like, so that was number one. That was number one at $12.7 million, which is nothing, which is nothing. Nothing. For a Disney And that's the number one? Yeah. That's, it's, people aren't going anymore. And I get, they, they did say it was like, yeah, this week is usually pretty dead. Um, But I think it's been the lowest, like, weekend since... Okay, so from 2015 to 2019, totals range from 85 to 105 million. Yeah. So we're like way off the way off the beaten path. Way off. And, and it's not like nothing is in theaters right now. Like that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, Encanto, some people may not even know what that is. I actually heard that this movie is wonderful like yeah i heard that this is worth seeing um but it's like ghostbusters is in theaters house of gucci's in for i think it's second week yeah there's so much to go see right now yeah so it's not dune is still in theaters. desirable content it's not that no i like for me i think it's literally just it's like it's so much work yeah as sad as that is to think about it's so much work to go to the movies. Yeah. And like, so the other thing we've talked a lot about how like you go to the movies all the time. Cause it's five minutes from your house. And I rarely ever go. Cause it's 20, 25 <laughs> minutes or my house. Sure. And I was thinking about that and I was like, that's gotta be a thing that's playing itself out across the country because yeah. pre COVID there was a showcase cinema about 10 minutes from my house. Ah, that is now permanently shut down. Like the official statement from showcase is like, yeah, this one's shut down for good. There's another one here, which is now my closest one, which is the one that's 25 minutes away. Gotcha. Yep. So it's like, there's how many people that one theater closing, how many people does that just kind of put, go into the movies out of the range of options? You know, how many people were 20, 25 minutes from that theater? And now we're like, well, what I'm going to travel 45 minutes to go to the movies. Yeah. And how many movie theaters across the country have just like closed like that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, we keep saying like, oh, well, box office was weak. Box office was weak. But like we lost probably a pretty solid percentage of total screens that something could go on. Yes. Which is really crazy to think about. I The, the other thing I, I think about is like, so I'm from Rhode Island originally and Rhode Island, I looked it up earlier. Rhode Island is down to about three, maybe four multiplexes in the state. That's crazy. Which, like, given Rhode Island is really freaking small. Yeah, but, but like, Providence? That's like, <laughs> yeah, there's one in Providence, one in Warwick, um, one in Newport, and one in, I don't remember where the fourth one was. I think close to Woonsocket. But, like, gotcha. Okay. So, like, if you live, like, that's far. Like, you know. Yeah. Even if it's close because it's Rhode Island, that's far. Yes. And I'm just like, I feel like that's a thing that not a lot of people are talking about in terms of these box office numbers of, like, well, like, yeah, there's not as many places to go to the movies. Yes, absolutely. And 
something that I really didn't, I think a lot of these studios, this is something I just thought of, a lot of these studios are thinking, like with the simultaneous release stuff with streaming, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that's made a huge dent in the amount of people that are going to theaters, but I think a lot of the studios are like, oh, well, once we rip these down and we stop doing that, well, they'll all just have to go back to the theaters, right? And go see these movies in theaters, which I just yeah. don't think is going to happen anymore. Like, yeah. I don't think regardless of if Dune came out, you know, simultaneously or not, like, there's just, I don't know. I think that this, that has led to a precedent where they're like, where they're thinking we can just take this away now and have things go back to the way it was. Yeah. And that's just not going to happen because, again, paywall, the fact that you have to drive to a place, the fact that you can't pause it or you can't leave, or if you do leave in the middle, yeah. you feel like you just wasted 20 bucks. Like, yeah. there's, you can't rewind it. Like, there's so many things that streaming lends itself to, especially with viewing a movie for the first time that make it a much more, yeah. Yeah, a much more, like, yeah, it's a more personalized way of watching stuff where you don't have to be like, okay, I'm about an hour and a half into Spencer and I really don't like it, but like I just drove 25 minutes and I spent $25, like here we are. I guess I'm going to sit and watch it. No knock on Spencer, but like that's just one of the ones that I thought of that that is a hard sell for people, you know, to go to a theater and one that didn't do well at all when it released. Especially, especially if you hear things that are like, oh, it's fine. Right, Right. Like, and not even like, no, it's bad. Like, don't go see it. Like, yeah, okay. see it if you rent it or something. But if you're yeah. like, yeah, no, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. That's like that in my brain. I'm like, all right, like when it comes to streaming. Yeah, that's turned me off of listening. I used to listen to a lot of podcasts like pre going to see, not ones that would spoil the movie, but just so I can mm-hmm. gauge like, you know, if people are enjoying it or not. I've stopped doing that because it's given me that same thing where it's like, ah, yeah you know, House of Gucci, some people said, and I'm like, well, do I really want to go and, you know, spend three hours in the theater for something that's just okay? Obviously, yeah. you know, we should be making our own decisions, but it's a real thing now where people just don't care enough to get in the car and go to the theater. And I don't think that's going to change, which is really sad. <laughs> like, well, it's it's like an interesting thing from like my point of view here is like, I feel like I have like a dead zone in the middle because there's movies that come out that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch it on my TV, like whatever it's, you know, but then there's movies that come out that I'm like, I have to see this in the theaters. Yeah. Like I'm going this, I like, I can't like licorice pizza. Yeah. Like this, I like this deserves a big screen. This is going to be a big screen thing. Like I'm going, but then there's this weird middle ground dead zone where I'm like, well, I want to like, this is like, too much of a movie to see Ooh. on my TV. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I can't not go to the, I can't see, like, this is too big to be on my television. Yeah. But in that same vein, I'm not like, all right, yeah, I'm getting in the car. I'm driving 25 minutes. I'm paying 60 bucks. Yeah. I'm sitting there for three hours and then I'm driving 25 minutes home. Like yeah. there's, it doesn't hit. So there's this weird, like, lost generation of films of just like like not your basic films not your tentpole films but i'm like i want to but it's too much and like that really that section of films just makes me want to improve my home theater system yes (laughs) which i think is like an important thing because my mentality is not like okay i gotta like figure out like okay i'll just every week I'll go to the theater and like, we'll just, you know, like I'll make that a habit. Like I'm not trying to get that to work. I'm trying to get my home theater to work because that's, 
where my instinct starts. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be like we always say, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But I have gotten the worst possible feeling that I ever and I have also seen some polls where they're straight up just asking people like, what are you more likely to go see movies, you know, after the pandemic is over or now or whatever. And a lot of people minus like Gen Z are Mm -hmm. like, nah, like, I don't really care. They've, they've just kind of been like, well, I didn't lose anything by not going to the theaters. You know, I, I still got to see some cool stuff. And, and those are the people that don't care if it's seen on a big screen, if it's seen at home, surround sound or exactly. They're not, you know, staring at the screen and wonder like we are, it's like a whole different thing. And I think that's most people. And I hate to say it, but the simultaneous streaming stuff made everyone think that like, Oh, I don't have to go to the theater now. And regardless of if Dune comes out, Dune two is simultaneous or not, they're still going to have that mentality of like, well, there's still good stuff on HBO max. There's still good stuff on prime. There's still good stuff on Netflix and they're pumping it out. Like, dude, I don't know, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, it's one of those things that like we, we hear a lot of talk about, um, uh, what's the Benedict Cumberbatch movie that's out right now? Oh, the power of the dog power of the dog. I keep saying, thinking sound of the dog and I'm like, that's, um, (laughs) sound of music, (laughs) but yeah, but like, it's like one of those power of the dog is supposed to be a great film and it's just on Netflix Yeah, and I'm like, all right, like if I really want to see house of Gucci or I could go potentially just watch as good of a film mm-hmm. on Netflix. Again, yeah. the choice is easier. It is. Um, there's, and you add to that, there's like the 45 day window breakdown. That's like, you know, this stuff will be out pretty quick anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like we keep saying 45 days, like it's a long time, but it's like a month and a half. Yeah. And it feel in the, these days, it's like, oh, that was, it's it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah, we're talking about like HBO. mid-January. I'm like, I can wait till mid-January to <laughs> yeah. watch some of these things. I got plenty of other content to watch. Exactly. Yeah. It's an interesting thing when you consider, and we're getting away, from, I'm getting away from the theater stuff a little bit here, but it's an interesting yeah. thing when you consider like uh, some of the shared universe kind of stuff mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, you have to see this before you see this, or you have to see that before you see that. Uh, um, because I'm in a little bit of a weird spot with Eternals. You are. And I think I've told you this before, but I haven't seen Eternals yet. Yeah. Um, much to my dismay. Uh, it's not coming out on Disney plus or anything like that until I think late December. I want to say like, yeah, maybe at- Christmas, maybe that week afterwards. Either way after Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm told without being spoiled that there's things I need to see in Eternals to tie that tie are going to tie into Spider-Man. And at this point, if I'm going to the movies, (laughs) if I'm taking the time to drive the half hour and pay the money and sit and drive back, there's a lot of other bigger things I want to see before Eternals at this point. Yeah. Better Um, things. Yeah. (laughs) So like, that's a weird like, does Disney need to do an even shorter window? Like, maybe not simultaneous, but maybe here's like here's a month in theaters, and then it. Like, does it need to be out on home on home video? Does it need to be out streaming before you add any other kind of like link in the chain? Well, would that be a negative for them? Because again, like you didn't see it in theaters, regardless. Yeah. 
So it's like if if it's gonna be the same. And I looked today. I looked on Amazon. And I was like, yeah. if I gotta like pay twenty bucks to like buy this, yeah. I'm kind of okay with that. Really? You know what I mean? Like I like. Oh, okay. If it's like one of those things that like I can watch the movie, I can see it. But like this has happened a couple times where it's like the only way to actually see it is to buy it on like Prime Video for like they're not renting it yet or it's not streaming. Like, yep. buy it on Prime Video for twenty dollars. Sure. I usually don't do that, but like to keep up with the continuity, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, I it, I feel like it's just going to get more and more niche of like, oh yeah, yeah. The people that still go to theaters. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like. And in a way, I don't hate that just because it's like, you know, it, it's going to be there for the people who give a shit. And the people yeah. who don't, like, who cares? But at the same time, I'm like, well, if that's the way it is, then we're not going to have very many theaters left. We already don't have that many. But, yeah. like, all and the ones... it's going to get harder and harder, yeah. Exactly. All the ones that are big name staples, just like all the rent, the movie rental places, are all gone. Mm-hmm. Because, like, people just ceased to do that because streaming came along. And... Yeah. Uh, I mean... What if they all just went to streaming? What if what if at some point theaters just disappear? Like, what does that mean? Like, ha- this is a whole other thing. But like, I mean, like what? the first <laughs> thing that pops into my head is like, well, then I'm spending the however two grand or whatever to buy like a high yeah. end quality projector for my house. Hell yeah! Because I'm not like willing to let that theater experience go. No, but it's not hard to recreate it at this point. Right, you don't have all the fucking annoying kids talking in the theater with you. Like. Yeah, or like the 25 minutes of trailers that you've already seen in the beginning. Yeah. Or like... Yep. Or the drive or all the shit we just talked about. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a real... You can get the $2 popcorn from CVS. Yeah. $2 for like 30 bags. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I... I... It's... I feel like... I feel like this issue in particular, we tend to go back and forth of being like, no, like theaters are back, man. Like, here's how it's going to be. And then we'll have another one that's like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I think we've always. Because. We'll continue. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think we've always had the opinion that theaters will be around. It's just at what capacity they'll be. Because I remember we talked about before, like, we've had the conversation of will the Megaplex be around after COVID? And obviously, it's still here, sort of. But obviously, COVID's not gone. But I believe um, we uh, we pitched our whole idea of a uh, a three-theater cinema. Yeah. Ourselves with like uh yes. the new release screen, the vintage screen. Yes. Which uh, I'm all about. That sounds great. Well, um, apparently there's plenty of open theater space uh floating around the US right now. I guess. And what do you do with a movie theater after it's gone under? <laughs> I so the the show I was researching earlier, the showcase near me, um it's listed for sale. Oh. Uh, and in the, the listing it says would be good for parking or storage if you bulldoze the building oh that's so sad and I'm like, is there no is there no other like what could you use, use it for of though? a giant theater yeah like 
I mean, it is just a giant square room. Like you could turn it into like a store or something like, you know what I mean? Like you could, but I feel like theaters are so specific that like specifically insulated and made and like you'd have to redo all the entrances and exits because there's mm -hmm. no way it's like up to any sort of code. It's like, I mean, there's there's no advertisement. If you put like a store or something in there, it's just like, here's a dark room. Yeah. It's like a small mall. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I still think the theaters will be around for a while. I just don't know how many there will be, and I don't know how many people will actually go to them anymore. Like, obviously, PTA... PTA's screening with the licorice pizza, that gave me hope because... But again, 70 millimeter showings, like, at specific, you know, theaters. And that's in big cities, yeah. In big cities, so it's like... Which, like, both of us are outside of fairly big cities. Sure, yeah. Um, But, like, when you get into, like, oh, yeah, the biggest city is, you know, 200 miles east. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that would be, but you know what I mean? Like, it's... Sure, yeah, no, I got you. (laughs) If you're a local... If your local one-screen theater is like, well, yeah, no, we're done. Like, hey, let's turn on the TV and start watching there. Exactly. Exactly. This got dark. I feel sad now. I know. Me too. But... (laughs) There it is. You've got it. Go. Oh, but you know what's not going to make us feel sad anymore? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. There you uh, go. A bunch of really cool new trailers. Uh, well, a yes. bunch of new trailers. <laughs> Ooh, shade. Shade well, off we'll, the bat. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, yeah, we got a whole bunch of new trailers that happens every couple episodes for us, which is great. Um, some stuff that we haven't seen before. Some stuff that we're just getting a, some like more like exclusive looks at. Uh, what do you want to start off with here, Willis? Let's start with The Matrix. Okay. Because I feel like that's the big one. Definitely the big one. Which, they've been going hard on these trailers. They've done like yeah. three separate, really distinctly separate trailers. Well, so they've done, they've done, like, I feel like they've done their original one and then like a bunch of little cut ones that are like, here's the same kind of footage, but like we're posing it in a different way and like right with like sort of, one shot that's a like just yeah. different like yeah yeah um but today we got like a brand new like tons of new footage kind of stuff um, yeah and a lot more story than we yeah. had before even though we st- I still don't know but like <laughs> what's your hype level at for this movie josh oh it's like it, it was high so like it was probably like a seven now we're up past an eight where I'm like, okay, I, yeah. because, so for the original trailer and even like the subsequent small teasers, I was into it, but nothing was really grabbing me except for the fact that it was the Matrix and we get to see yeah. these other characters. There was no nothing in the story or the visuals that I was like, okay, this is something I need to see. But now, like, yeah. this is like, a, I need to see, not only do I need to see this, but I have to binge all three Matrix movies like the day before so that I can get- And the, the Animatrix, don't forget the And the, the Animatrix, just so I can get the entire the entire thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know what the angle is here. What What are your thoughts about, about the Matrix, the Matrix uh, 4, just before we get into it? <laughs> I'm, like your hype level. This trailer- this trailer played with my emotions in in great deal. Um, sure, because it it's hitting that nostalgia thing so perfectly. Yeah, it's like hitting like a pinhead with a hammer. It's like 
this yeah. tiny little target that they're just like nailing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I think the thing in the trailer that got me the most was when Neo's reaching out and he like reaches into the, like the mirror. The mirror? Yes. And then like the original shot from him, the first one is on the other side. And I was like, that connected a whole bunch of like, wait a minute. So is this directly connecting into storylines that we like, is this happening in a parallel situation? Is this like, right. Oh God, I hate to say multiverse kind of stuff, but like, Hey, we're in it now, man. I don't think it's multiverse. <laughs> I think it's like, a like programming, like it's yeah, like a yeah. computer, like it's driving home the fact that this is all just a computer and it could be anything. Right. And now I'm like, let's go. Well, and the fact that like the matrix, um, revolutions that was the third one Mm -hmm. uh ends on such a like feels like a matter of fact kind of note although you're still not a hundred percent sure like what happens to neo at the end um yeah man i i same thing with yeah there's just like peace right exactly and when you're like okay that's just not really achievable but um peace yeah but the same thing with you, like the, the sequence with Agent Smith talking to him, sort, but mm-hmm. like cutting back and forth between him and the guy in the office. I was like, what is this? And the whole is mouth this thing. The same, I was like, what like, is going on here? Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I'm like, if this is all just parallels to like an original kind of like the, the original storyline, but like, I don't mean parallel and like it's telling the same story, but like, but like it's happening at the same yeah time zone not time yeah line. you know what i'm saying no yeah yeah um, Time timeline there you go <laughs> yeah timeline that's what i'm looking for and it's like if that's like agent smith on both sides and that's like all this different stuff and like two morpheuses and all that kind of stuff like that's i'm on board man this is exactly the type of shit the matrix four had to be like <laughs> yeah it yeah. had to be wild and this is because it, it also <laughs> all just fits with like what a machine would do you know what exactly I mean? like yeah like, oh, yeah, like, we've got him, so let's just, like, stuff him back in the Matrix and, like, erase his memory. Yeah, keep going. Keep the loop. Yeah. Done deal. <laughs> yeah. Clean it up. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, lots of repeating things, which I don't know how they kept this from the first trailer, but, like, this is yeah. tonally different than I thought it was going to Not tonally different, but, like... Yeah. We have so much more to work off of now that was it's not much apparent. more interconnected than yeah. It, it like it kind of from the first one felt like it was just going to be okay. Here's you know, so that was the end of revolutions, and now we're picking up and we're going forward. But I'm like, no, we're in some kind of intertwining thing, um, which I guess is modern cinema, but modern cinema. It is. It is. But doing it in a very matrix wachowski kind of way here it's mm-hmm. just like bending your brain in half like <laughs> yes yeah i'm i'm super so in. Yeah. theaters the- 100 i was gonna do like theaters home or like no um oh oh gotcha but i feel oh. like that's not i'm like looking at this and i'm at our list here and i'm like it's not gonna work for any of these so like true so true, theaters true. yeah theater theaters it would be theaters or just wait till it comes out but theaters a hundred percent like getting my tickets literally tonight because they went on sale today so yes um, what do you want to do next? Let's, um, I kind of want to talk about the Texas Chainsaw just quickly. Cause this is yeah. one thing that we've, we mentioned a while back or maybe we have talked on here before. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we talked about it before. Um, so this was one that was kind of a long time coming. Like it was written a while ago. They were swapping back and forth between directors. 
until finally, you know, they found a director because the two guys who were originally going to do it got kicked off for creative differences. So now we're on a third director. It's yeah. a whole thing. Fede Alvarez, I believe, wrote this. Who did like "Don't Breathe," the Evil Dead remake. So he's got mm-hmm. some. He's got some credit. Some street here. cred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be a Netflix property, which is interesting to me. Uh, mostly because this is kind of their first real franchise type of thing, which is weird to start on the Texas Chainsaw, but, you know, it is what it is. My thing is, why start with this franchise? I feel like the Texas Chainsaw franchise, like, this trailer didn't do anything for me. I was like, okay, it looks like all the remakes that they did that were straight-up garbage, and it looks like the same thing. And... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for no for people who haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, go watch it if you've got the stomach for it. It's a film that's contained. Like, there's no real... Like, you can yeah. do a Leatherface origin story. You can do a what happens to the girl afterwards for who, whatever, who, who cares. But that's not the point of the film. And I think that this is just in that same vein. Um, and I'm very kind of concerned although i don't care that much about it i just don't understand why this was the one that netflix was like texas chainsaw massacre scoop those rights <laughs> up baby everyone loves texas chainsaw massacre i'm like buy the friday the 13th rights buy the nightmare yeah, on Elm street right? rights dude like why are you doing this with a property that just can't be sequeled it just can't be like it's a yeah. one and done thing man you're just not going to, even you get into like, yeah, well, you said, but like you get into Friday the 13th and things like that. And it's like, yeah, there's not a lot in between the, them, but like there's something. But there's something. And at least, you know, yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is basically an allegory for factory farming. And every movie after that is just not that. So it's like, <laughs> you, you, yeah. it's it's lost everything. And so my my... Takeaway from this is I'm really, really scared about what this is going to be like because it looks. I am reading that uh, it's uh, focusing on an older aged Leatherface, which I'm like, okay. To which like, how is he alive? What, still? To what horror <laughs> villain, like at all, do you assign an age? I mean, like name one main horror villain that is like, oh yeah, that dude's like 45. None of them. I mean, yeah. I guess Michael Myers, because they, they keep saying, like, oh, it's been 30 years or less. <laughs> but, like, other than that, I'm like, it's still a guy in a but mask. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it, they, like, almost by definition need to be ageless. Right. Um, yeah. Because, like, it's not that scary when you're 20 years old getting chased around by a 75-year-old guy. Exactly. Not, you just Like, not to, you know bring age into it or anything but like yeah but like come on now let's be i like those odds yeah (laughs) i I really like those odds and that's the thing first texas chainsaw we have a bunch of kids who are super unaware of what's going on like one of them is in a wheelchair so he literally can't get anywhere like there's a whole thing where it makes sense that they're stuck here it's like well you know it's 40 years later or 50 years later i i I could go on about this but i'm very not do you (laughs) do you read anything into the fact that this is getting released in february well, it's a Netflix property, so I'm like, not yeah. really. Like, is there a season, like a shit season for Netflix? Well, it's a weird thing, because I'm like, part of me is like, why isn't this coming out at Halloween? Yeah. But we, also- We like, asked that too, back when we talked yeah. about, we're like, is this coming out in October? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but also, yeah, it's like one of those things that's like, it could do just as well on Netflix in February. Like, there's, we don't know, there's no statistics to it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, my- old timey like 
release schedule brain goes, <laughs> oh, February, it's going to be shitty. Right, and they're right, just right. dumping it. But like those rules don't necessarily apply anymore. They don't, but it's probably going to be shitty. So I don't know. I wonder, it, like, I wonder if there's a, a level to which there's two or three of these in the pipeline. Oh, I'm sure. You know, where they like, like a, a Loki or a Dune kind of thing where they like greenlit one. They're like, yeah, let's do it. And then they're like, but also quietly greenlit two and three so we can get this right. three act story going. <laughs> like, of Leatherface, the. Of the, Leatherface, yeah. The um, dynamic character we're that We're going to get is. to the end of this one and four people are still going to be alive and you're going to be like, oh, okay. Oh, and Leatherface uh, is going to either be dead, quote unquote. Son of Leatherface. Yeah, oh my God. Dude. Let's move on. I'm done with. I'm yes, done with the Texas face. Chainsaw. I can't even anymore. Um, you want to do? Uh, actually, what do you want to do next? Let's do Peacemaker next. Okay. I'm down. Okay. Peacemaker. <sighs> Peacemaker. So we've talked about this. We talked about this show on its first trailer. Yep. And I'm still super on board. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm like. Fuck yeah, John Cena. Same. Never like, happened what? to me before. <laughs> like it's he's been fun and stuff he's been in beforehand, but I'm like, I yeah. is this this is really the first thing that he's like like led. Save for like the Marine, which I think was his oh. first uh like break into cinemas and stuff like that. Um yeah. into cine, into like movies. Yep. Um yep. which real talk, the Marine, not a terrible movie. Oh, okay. Uh, Never seen it. It's it's your standard classic action movie, um, the Marine two and three, where WWE like put in other uh, wrestlers oh. in the place of the Marine. Not so good. Not oh, so much with the working. Okay. Out. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole scandal behind the Marine series that I won't get into right now. But oh, well, I will be looking um, it up after this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, John Cena looking pretty hilarious, looking pretty like an actual complex character with like yeah. daddy issues and like, like ethics maybe, and morals. Like an arc. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's something in there. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I I mean, I think the first trailer I was underwhelmed by, but I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. his character so much in the Suicide Squad movie that I was like, yeah. whatever, this is going to be funny. Now, and we talked about this right before the pod, but it's... It felt like the first trailer was like, okay, here's what we literally have so far, which is not much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this trailer is like, here's what this this show is going to be about, and here's what this show is going to be tonally. And I yeah. am so on board for everything that we saw in this trailer. I think it's going to be- With his partner, Vigilante. Yes. I think it's going to be absolutely hysterical, as you know James Gunn does. I think it's going to be like weirdly heartfelt and kind of like- I feel like it's going to be heartbreaking, like mm-hmm. like a lot throughout. It's going to be kind of tragic, yeah. It's going to be tragic. It has to be with this type of character. Um, I think that like the cinematography looks beautiful. I know that the music is going to be absolutely banging. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a James Gunn thing that's that's going yeah. to work. <laughs> you know what it oddly reminds me of? Um, did you ever see Super James Gunn? Yeah, with like, Rain origi- Wilson. With Rain Wilson and yeah. uh, Elliot Page, like yeah. it's. Yeah. There's like a lot of it seems almost like a James Gunn like return to small yeah. time. Yes. Um which is like the kind of thing that I took away from it. I'm like I don't feel like this is going to be a huge story. No. You know what I mean? There's no there's 
not going to be some kaiju in this. There's going to be just like him on the streets enforcing peace. Yeah. Um, Taking, doing hits on people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the line at the end there? Uh, eat peace, motherfucker. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, the, I, was I don't know. That. I just made it this morning. <laughs> yeah. Or no, I just invented peace, it this morning. Motherfucker. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I feel like it's going to be good. I feel like it's going to be small. I feel like it's not going to take itself very seriously because it's fucking John Cena. Exactly. Um, Come on now. You can't see me. Uh, but like, yeah, I feel like this is going to be, I'm like jazzed. It's weird that this is like on the same channel as like the Sopranos and the wire. I know. Um, but like Peacemaker. Like rock and roll. Here we go, HBO. Let's fucking go, man. Follow up your succession binge with some Peacemaker. Yeah, right? That's, yeah. Oh my God. You think they'll program it right after succession? I mean. That's fucking hilarious. Tone-wise. I want to see, <laughs> see that carryover viewer. The guy that's watching succession and then fucking like, Peacemaker, Peacemaker starts playing. And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay. I can get, I John can get Cena into this. shows up in yeah. tights. <laughs> With a freaking eagle walking around next to him. Amazing. Oh, man. Incredible. So, yeah. Jacked Both, about yeah, this one. Super jacked about this one. All right. You want to talk about the big one? Yeah. Let's do it. Spider-Verse 2. 2. Is that what it's called? I didn't... They, they're very unclear. No. Uh, I, I, into the Spider-Verse? Part... Into the... See, because it's part one of something. It is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. That's what it's called. Two part one. Really? Across the Spider-Verse. That's what it's called. Dude, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Four, five, six, part seven, one. eight words in the title. <laughs> yeah. With a colon and a dash. <laughs> That's just how we do. And it parentheses, is. really, with the part one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got a not necessarily a trailer, but we got a first look at, I believe, just like part of a sequence in Spider-Man across the spider-verse part one which is the sequel to yes. spider-man into the spider-verse which i think yes. both me and you were massive fans of when it came out yes it's one of those movies that i was like oh huh wow movies are really great like aren't they <laughs> and like a, a spider-man movie that is artistic in its own right too like it's not just like there's something real and like groundbreaking going on in this and the second yeah. one looks very much in the same vein. I mean, yeah, it's cool. Like the original scene that we get there between miles and Gwen, mm -hmm. uh, is in the same kind of style, but then we get this, we get pulled into this thing with Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. And it's just like a whole different style that looks dope. When I was, I was watching that and I was like, how long did this take to fucking animate, man? This was hand animated. How long? Please, it's God. Crazy. The, the, the perspective shifts. I'm like, dude, how? Like, that's the shit that I'm looking at when I'm watching this. I'm like, they're utilizing. The well, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say they're utilizing like the medium of animation to such a degree where they're like, we're just going to do it all. We're going to make this look so unique and singular i just yeah um, yeah <laughs> it's it's crazy and i mean phil lord and chris miller are like oh yeah visionaries when it comes to that kind of stuff like it it absolutely blows me away um did you know that Haley seinfeld was gwen stacy in this i thought i recognized her voice i was like yeah. i know this 
voice. Yes, okay. Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense now. Wow, she's everywhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her, um, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but I am so jacked for this. Oscar Isaac as Spider-Man 2099. Yes, um, man, Oscar. <sighs> which like I I seem to recall reading something in the past couple days it was like he would only take the role if they were like as long as it's an interesting character, which I'm like well, I guess any actor would say that, but like the fact he's like, I, I'm going to reserve the right to be like, this is boring. I know. It's pretty dope. <laughs> it's him, um, like the biggest franchise actor of the last like 20 years. And it's just, and it, but he's actually good. Like that's one of yeah. the caveats is like, he's actually a great actor. Like <laughs> it's so bizarre. The level to which it's like, yeah, he's like, he's so good. But you like, you look at all this stuff and it's like, yeah, huge huge movies that he's like a central like x-men apocalypse terrible but like yeah he plays like the main villain and it's like a huge powerful role and he just carries this stuff it's it's crazy oh wait so this is role three for him in the mcu well across the universe across the spider-verse arguably not in the mcu true and same way but like but like besides you know it's a spider-man property that like we're about to get you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. Like they could be like, "Oh yeah, here's Nick Cage's Spider Noir," and then boom, it's all you know. Well, that's why I'm like, so what happens if that happens? And he's also Moon Knight, and then they make X-Men into like retcon into the. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's three characters now. <laughs> like it just doesn't make any sense. Which well, but- <laughs> I've heard things. Not to get too too crazy here, but I've heard even more like potential like intertwining character stuff of like oh yeah we're gonna get chris evans human torch in a scene in like multiverse of madness of like not like a big thing but like oh yeah all of these things are all one thing so they can basically just pull Mm. from anything they ever want to imagine that imagine they're like hey chris uh yeah (laughs) you're gonna be in the next one but you're gonna be uh johnny storm (laughs) yeah you're going to be this Remember character you haven't played in 25 years. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I mean, they have free reign to do that now, and it's going to make things really confusing, but... I, yeah. Yeah. You know, nothing's off limits, um, I guess. <laughs> it's one of those, I think, I with Oscar Isaac, I think in the same vein as Vin Diesel, where, like, yeah, he's Groot, uh, and there was also a, a while there where he was going to be uh, Black Bolt in an Inhumans movie. Oh, Yeah. Um, which I feel like we always say like, oh, such praise for uh, the MCU and how it, you know, never has any flops or anything like that. Minus the, the Inhumans, Inhumans TV show <laughs> Trash. was like bad, just like straight up bad. And like, like horrible. Like it looked to the bad. point that like, yeah, to the point <laughs> that it was like, yeah. So all this stuff that we had planned with the Inhumans, not so much going to do anymore. Yeah. Uh, so peace. Yeah. Um but but (laughs) spider-verse oh yeah i am so jazzed yes i wonder i mean this will be a theater film i bet but yeah did uh, you know that it was two parts no no i don't know why it would be two parts either i saw that at the very end and i was like wait like what could this story be And it does worry me because it's Sony and like, I'm like, is Sony just being like, oh yeah, here, we're going to tie all this. It would be dope if they had like Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, like yeah, animated in this, you know? Oh yeah. Um, 
and I still maintain my hope that they, we will get 90s cartoon Spider-Man in there. Uh, oh, it's possible. So I can get my new my new Spider-Man animated series. Uh, but hell's yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. So, dear listeners, go and watch all of these trailers that we yeah. just talked about if you haven't already. Uh, new Matrix trailer, Spider-Verse 2 trailer, Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer, yeah. and Peacemaker. Um, what a time. What a time what a to time be alive. Run. Well, that'll do it, I guess. Yeah. That's I the think episode, that'll, guys. that'll bring us back. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. It was I, good. Yeah. I, we're again we're obama met, giving a medal to obama in over yeah, here exactly. like, yeah it was great damn that was great, great. podcast guys wonderful time <laughs> my uh i i think i sent this to you but my spotify you're wrapped uh was like oh your best podcast the most listened to podcast of the year is <laughs> pixel splitters yeah. and i don't use spotify for podcasts so i just like yeah. go there to make sure that the <laughs> episode uploaded correctly right so it's like yeah it's totally normal to have to feel like uh your favorite podcast host is part of your uh family and i'm like i i am in fact it is it is part of my family yes it is me um oh man so uh let's move on to our recommendations here um dear listener if you listened last week you may recall that in honor of our 30th episode, Josh and I gave recommendations from uh, 30 years ago, from 1991. Um, yes. And we kind of dug on that. And so it being our 30s now, we're going to uh, change our lives around a little bit. Yeah. And we are going to have a prompt for our recommendations every week. Yes. Um, so it's not just like, here's a movie that I like. It's more of a, here's a movie that I like slash this. Mm-hmm. This week... Our prompt was, Josh, what was our prompt? You were the one who wrote it. Yes. So we talked about theater, theatrical releases today and if theaters are going to come back. So I thought a good idea for a prompt would be uh, us recommending a film that we have a vivid theatrical experience that we can remember, you know, sitting in the theater for the first time, seeing this film and it having some sort of impact on you, hopefully positive as these are recommendations. Um, Yes. So so yes, that's what we're going to be doing today. So you go first because this was really hard, and I'm still guessing between my last two. I here's your moment, Josh. Just here pick, it is. Gotta just pick here's one. the moment. Okay, here I got to do it. Okay, so uh, my recommendation is going to be Kingsman: The Secret Service. Um, Ooh, all right. Because this movie, there's been a couple movies in my lifetime that have kind of re uh, like re-upped my love for action, and this is one of those movies where. It just completely changed the way I thought about fight choreography and action cinema mm-hmm. and cinematography. Um, I mean, the fight sequences in the Kingsman Secret Service, the movie itself, I do enjoy, but I, you know, the fight sequences particular in particular are the reason I go back to it over and over again. The sequence with um, Colin Firth in the church is one mm-hmm. I've seen. I can't tell you how many times I've watched it over and over and over again, trying to work out how they shot it, how they did it, how everything was made. Um, And I remember sitting in the theater and just staring at the screen being like, what is this? Like, what is going on here? How is this possible? How can a director have like a vision like this and have it come to life? How is this actually Colin Firth? Like, how is all of this happening? Um, And yeah, it's a movie that, 
I come back to probably every year just sure. literally for those sequences. I just it makes you feel like you're like your adrenaline is pumping even though you're sitting in one spot. Yeah. Um and so yeah, that's my recommendation this week is Kingsman the Secret Service, the first one. Uh that's pretty dope. Apparently it is streaming on I think you gotta rent it, unfortunately. Prime four bucks, but it's there. So uh so yeah. What do you got? What do you got, Willis? What do you what's your recommendation this week? Okay, so my recommendation I've made my selection is a movie that uh, I did not see in theaters when it first came out. I saw it at a midnight showing uh, in downtown New York Ooh. Uh, when I was in film school. And that is uh, Terry Gilliam's fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Dude. Yes. So I don't, I, I don't 100% remember, but I don't think I'd seen this movie before I, I went to the screening. I think I'd heard about it from a couple people and I was like, yeah. Oh. And then I looked at like the times it was like midnight screening of fear and loathing. And I was like, Oh cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to see that. I'll, I'll like, I'll go. So I sit down, the movie starts and within about like maybe 15, 30 seconds, the guy in my right just hands me a joint. And I go, oh, oh, <laughs> this is about, this is like more th- like, I'm not just watching a movie here. I'm experiencing a movie. Yes. Um, and it's one of those, it, 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 it was one of the first things that popped into my head because it's literally the, the, like the first time I remember going to a movie and being like, there is a whole part of this movie that's going on that has nothing to do with what's going on in this screen. Like the yes. people in this room experience, <laughs> like I don't want to say like experience this in a very specific way, but like uh, it is a very select group of people that are in this room that are going to a midnight showing of fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Um, yes. So yeah, fear and loathing 98 film directed by Terry Gilliam, uh, starring Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro one of the trippiest movies of all time based on like the life of Hunter S Thompson and like, yes, a Terry Gilliam movie. Like it's a Terry Gilliam movie. Like, yeah, what it's else chaos. Can you say? It's um, absolute. Yeah. <laughs> Toby Maguire also in that movie. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, wow. yeah, that's, it's a hell of a movie. Um, and it's a hell of a movie to, uh, watch in a room filled with smoke. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah, um, just you know. <laughs> so, oh, uh, that is my recommendation for uh, for week thirty one here. And it looks like um, that is streaming on Peacock for free. Yes. Yeah. Sweet. Looks what I'm absolutely. Now I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Does that seem like a weird thing to be on Peacock? It kind of does. Uh, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> I feel like there's like a there's like a hierarchy of like how PG certain streaming services should be, and well, Peacock yeah. like not at the top, but like not far off the top. Especially since it's like free, you know, <laughs> anybody yeah. can just kind of get you can on just, there. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Um, agreed. So, so yeah. So that will bring us down to the end of episode thirty-one. Yes, uh, Josh. Where can people find you online? People can find me online on Twitter at Josh 
uh, Fuller33, Fuller's spelled with no E. You can also find me on Instagram uh, at Josh J. Fuller or on Letterboxd at Josh Fuller. Where can people find you, Willis? So you can find me on the internet uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd. I found out it's all the same, at Willis Film. Uh, I actually posted a, a review on Letterboxd the other day. I was very proud. Um, I saw it. You got two true. now. Yeah, <laughs> two very yeah, different. We're movies. moving on up, and I put a bunch of stuff on mine. Like, <laughs> yes, it's very different. Um, you'll have to go look me up to to find out what we're talking about, dear listener. Um, yeah. And then, if you want to find the podcast online, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters, on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod, and on uh, Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters. And you can yeah. find all of our uh, our recommendations there. Mm-hmm. It's actually we were talking earlier. It's actually a pretty dope list of movies yeah um another Obama it's neither my taste himself, but yeah. yeah it's like neither my taste nor your taste but like it's definitely somebody's taste it definitely it's yeah. a very specific taste in movies um that i <laughs> yes. kind of dig yes um, and you're not so, gonna find a bad one in there so you know it's true because their recommendations not the crap content we put at the top of the episode <laughs> exactly um exactly so do you want to tease next week or no we should actually, yeah. Should yeah. we just leave in? Do you want to tease next week and then not? And then say just anything? cut it off, and that's where the that's yeah. Um, I think we should tease next week, just All right. just so people know. Um, so next week, dear listener, fun, real fun stuff in honor fun episode of. Coming. Oh my god! Wait a minute. So that means Spider Man comes out next week. Yeah, dude. Holy shit! Spoilers, okay. I guess. <laughs> wow. So um, next yeah, week, yeah. Spider Man's coming out. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, so in honor of Spider Man, we. Josh and I, your your pixel splitter extraordinaires, are going to do another megapixels episode. Yeah, uh, and we are going to break down our top five and bottom five superhero movies of all time. Not of yes. all time. That's a lie. Yeah. Of uh, since two thousand. Yep. Yep. Make it a little easier on ourselves. Yes. So starting starting with like X Men and Spider Man, and then moving forward, not not easier on ourselves. Yeah, kind of not really. It's still uh, although, kind of chaos. I will say, not including the Dark Knight on our best lists to make yes, it yes. even harder on Knight, ourselves. Not not an option because that would just be we'd be like, oh yeah, yeah like that's number one. Like, and that's, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Um, so it'll. Although be... I did read a review of the Dark Knight the other day that the guy was like, yeah, I put this at like maybe the second or third from the bottom, like batman movie and i was just like yeah dude, you don't have good taste dude come on man like what I think it was like it was he had like batman and robin because obviously and then he mm-hmm. had like batman returns and then he had the dark knight and i was like i don't nah bro no that's just someone who's just going against the going against the grain to be edgy yeah uh so so top five bottom five cannot include uh the Dark Knight in the top five mm-hmm. cannot include Batman and Robin in the bottom five because it was pre two thousand. Yes, so it's going to this be. This is hard, guys. Yeah, it, it's. We've really been working hard. on it for like a week and a half, and it's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the list is a endless. Lot. There's a lot of superhero movies that came out. A lot of past. good and bad ones, like a lot. Years. Yes. So. So tune in next week, guys. It's going to so be a fun. So tune episode. in next week and <laughs> join us in our anguish of like. How do we even do this? Losing our damn uh, minds, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So I guess this is where the music will swell up. Yeah. Or maybe it already did. And then we'll uh, we'll say that's going to be it. Yep. And s- tune in next week for uh, uh, the second 
megapixel. Of many megapixels. Yes. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week, Josh. Thank you.